All right, so this brings us to week uh, three of our class on biblical counseling issues. So Andrew Pendleton and I have been um, working through these different topics, and we'll continue to work through topics sort of under the umbrella of uh, biblical counseling issues. Um, and this morning, we'll look at the topic of a biblical view of anger. So um, we, we want to sort of think about this and think about how we process um, our own anger. Is there uh, a good anger? Is there uh, an unrighteous anger? Um, what about God and the anger of God? And what does that look like? What, what do we see in scripture about, about that? Um, so most of what um, I say here is adopted from Nank. Um, it's a nuthetic counseling. And most of what we are, will be teaching through is from Nank and CCEF and some other resources. But um, we'll continue again uh, in this, this class thinking about biblical view of anger. So when we think about um, anger, I'll just, I'll ask you this first. Um, when we think about the anger of God or God's anger, what comes to mind for you? Is that a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Have you heard it talked about? In the world, and the culture, and in church, Preston. Yep. Yep. What else comes to mind? There's that billboard on that floor that says God is angry. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. What else comes to mind? Which leads me to the next point, God's wrath, his anger, and that distinction between his and, and our. So how, how have you heard um, about the anger in men when you hear people get angry or um, even you know, popular psychologists and others talk about anger, human anger? How, how have you heard that sort of talked about? What do you think about your own, your own anger? Is it, is it always righteous? Is it always negative? Are there categories there? What comes to mind? Down there somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere. Yeah. Your, even in your right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All of those are really good and, and, and helpful. 
Um, let's look at a few verses as we think about um, the fact that a loving God, we'll go back to God and we'll talk about man, the fact that a loving God gets angry. Uh, so someone go to Psalm 711. <clears throat> Psalm 711. If you want to take that, say I. <laughs> All right, Harrison. Uh, Romans 1, 18. Barani. Uh, John 3.36. I want to read that one for us. Sure. Be... All right, so first Psalm 711. God is a righteous judge and a God who feels indignation every day. Romans 1.18. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness oppress the truth. And then John... So if you see uh, under the first point there, God and anger, even a loving God gets, gets angry. Now you can listen or you can fill in the blanks. It's, it's up to you. But even a loving God gets angry. And that idea of a God of love and a God who does get angry and display his righteous wrath is something that it, it's, it's abrasive to some. They, they don't have categories for, for both. Um, when actually you can't have one without the other, which we'll talk about a little more, but uh, even a loving God gets angry. Um, B, on your sheet there, God's anger is always a just response to what is wrong and offensive. It is not sinful. You see that in Psalm 5, 5b. It's always a just response. So Psalm 5, 5, it says, The boastful shall not stand before your eyes. You hate all evildoers. All right, so it's a, when we think about the anger of God, God's anger isn't like ours where someone um, simply, they offend us and, um, and it's for some, some you know, trivial reason and we get upset, which happens a lot, and then we express ourselves in anger, which shows itself in a lot of different ways. Sometimes we give each other a cold shoulder. Sometimes we blow up. Some people blow up. Some people sort of clam up. Um, it's, it's, it's meant to be sort of a punishment to the person who offended them. Um, and as it was said earlier, we have a lot of uh, um, uh, sinful reasons why we become angry and express that anger. God's anger is always, the, uh, it's always uh, perfectly uh, measured, and it's always in a perfect uh, re response, if I can use that word, to the offense of his holiness, right? So there's a, there's a standard of holiness that is perfection, and his anger is always an appropriate response to that, right? I think, uh, Harrison, you said it earlier, Jesus was filled with anger when he encountered people who perverted the worship of God, right? So even that, that aspect. So let me have someone go to Mark 3, 5, and if you want to say, I. Anybody? Aye. Aye, okay. <laughs> and then John 2, 14 to 17. Anna? Okay. Let's read Mark 3, 5 first. So you see that, that, that grieved, um, uh, angered by their hardness of heart. And then John 2, 14 and 17. That passage is interesting to me. What I think about, like when we, like when I'm, we were disciplining our kids or whatnot, um, and you know, our, their kids, they, they do something and we get, we get angry. And I've heard, you know, some, some counselors say, well, make sure that the, uh, 
the rod is in another room so that as you walk there to get it and walk back, you have time to sort of calm down so that when you get back to the child, your discipline is you know, appropriate and not, um, uh, it's not un unjust in relation to the, the, the offense. Um, Jesus isn't, it, it takes time to make a whip, <laughs> of course, but he, he isn't trying to you know, calm himself down from having this anger that's uh, inappropriate. Uh, his anger is, is, is always perfect um, as the Godman. It's perfect, um, perfectly measured anger. Um, but, but we see that reality that Jesus, he, he does have anger as well. Um, uh, therefore, God demonstrates that anger can be utterly right, good, and appropriate, and the loving response to sin. God demonstrates that anger can be utterly right, good, and appropriate, the loving response to sin. <clears throat> right? And then God's anger is frequently expressed as redemptive love. The gospel presented in term, is, is presented in terms of how love and anger come to be resolved. Um, let me have someone go to 1 John 4.10. And God's love, his just anger for our sin fell on Jesus. 1 John 4.10, who wants that? Go ahead, Andrew. Love. Right. So in the in the cross, you you see uh, mercy, um, you see justice, you see love. Um, this display, um, Jesus taking on, as the scripture says, uh, the full cup of God's wrath, um, and in that love is displayed for the elect one dying in the place of another. Um, so in God's love, his just anger fell uh, for sin fell on Jesus. Not because of Jesus' sin, of course, but because of ours, the sin of those who, who believe. Uh, in God's love, he eventually turns man's sinful anger into good for his elect. Um, Genesis 50-20, someone go there, and then... Um, Romans 8, 28 to 29. Who wants to read Genesis 50, 20? Norm? And then Romans 8, 28 to 29. Barani? So this, uh, this category of um, anger, uh, the anger of, of sinful men and their sinful anger being used for the good of the elect. Right, so remember the context of Genesis 50, 20, uh, Joseph with his, his brothers um, and them selling him into to slavery and all the years of just sort of affliction that Joseph goes through. Um, and he says to them eventually, as for you, you meant this for evil. So you had, a, you had a meaning, an intention in this that was evil. And God meant this. He predestined this for, for good uh, to bring about the salvation of, of a people to be kept alive. So even the anger, sinful anger against us. And I don't remember who said it earlier. I think it was Preston. The, the sinful anger that happens to you um, when people are frustrated and they lash out at you and it's unjust and it's sinful. Even those things we can um, absorb with the hope and reality that no sin against us will go unpunished. No sin against the elect will go unpunished. Um, either that person who sinned against you, and I think Andrew talked about this this last week, either that sin against you um, will be dealt with on the cross if that person comes to believe, or that person will have to bear the weight of the wrath of God themselves mm -hmm. for that sin. The Bible uses this type, of, uh, this type of language and picture 
for the hope of, of the believer. Now, that doesn't mean, what I'm not saying is that somebody offends you and you say, you know what, you're going to get it. Hell's going to come and you walk away from the person. <laughs> that, that's not the approach we want to we wanna take. That's a dreadful thing for the wrath of God to be poured out on a person. We don't, we, we don't um, uh, glory in that. But it is a reality that it, it should cause us first to pray for them um, and to rest our hearts in the fact that the Lord will measure out and mete out perfect uh, justice for every sin um, from Adam to the last. Um, no sin will go undealt with. No sin is swept under the rug and not, not seen or dealt with. Um, okay, let me uh, I'll pause there before we go to the next section. What is anger? So any thoughts, questions? Can I, uh, can I add something? Go for it. Saying that no sin is going to go unpunished. Um, there is a man I know that he is now in prison and claims to be a believer, but his offense was pretty serious. But he went for a plea bargaining. Okay. And one of these days, if I meet him, I'm going to say to him, like, I'm not here to judge whether or not you committed the the offense, but you know, in the eyes of God, you claim to be a believer. There is no such thing as plea bargaining. Hmm. You know if you're guilty or if you're innocent. Yeah. There is no in between. There's no such thing as plea bargaining. So. Yeah. yeah, that's helpful. Here's <clears throat> Always, uh, his anger is always a perfect response to the sin against his his own holiness. Yeah, that's helpful. Thank you. <clears throat> All right, let's talk about uh, let's let's try to define anger. What is anger? It's point two on your on your handout. Let me have someone read point point two for us, nice and loud, so everybody can hear. Oh, and the fill in the blank is feeling. So. okay definition anger is a strong feeling of displeasure or hostility caused by a real or perceived offense injury or unmet desire to oneself or others usually accompanied by a desire to retaliate or seek revenge all right thank you it's a, anger is a strong, so feeling, again, is the, is the blank. Displeasure and hostility. Now, the New Testament has three words for anger. I'm trying to say these right. Um, the first is uh, thumas, explosive anger, the boiling agitation of the feelings of passion of anger. Right, you see that in Ephesians 4.31, so I'll just read it for us. Ephesians 4.31 says, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with malice. Right? Uh, a, uh, explosive anger, the boiling agitation of the feelings of passion of anger. Uh, the second is uh, orge, an, an abiding, settled attitude of indignation that frequently seeks revenge. And then the, uh, the third is peregismos, uh, uh, I think is how you say it. Um, anger mingled with irritability, uh, a, exasperation, and or bitterness. All right, so these three sort of uh, categories of anger, which are overlapping. But So therefore, C, anger is not a thing. It is not just something um, it, in, inside you. All parts of our nature are involved. So our, our emotions, um, uh, psychological, mental, spiritual. Uh, for example, it is not biblical to say uh, my anger got the best of me um, as if it's some sort of other category, like you drink anger juice and then 
you know, it, it gets the best of you. Um, anger comes from the heart. Um, Jesus says all these things, murder, um, you know, wrath, slander, all these things, they come from the heart of man, right? So there's an ownership when we are um, unjustly angered, uh, angry that we need to recognize and take responsibility for. So uh, we, we can't say, you know, when, when we're talking to someone and we blow up and get angry that, um, you know, sometimes we'll say, well, yeah, I'm sorry, but it's because you did this. Or, yeah, I'm sorry, but if you want to say that, I want to say this. So there's this still sort of uh, blame shifting. Um, owning that, that I was angry, um, it was that anger that I expressed was sinful and wrong. Um, forgive me. Do you forgive me? So that there's a responsibility that you, we, we should take for that um, and not just say that it's something else. Um, <clears throat> D under point B, anger has an object, uh, a target. Uh, human or, or non-human. When we get angry, we're usually angry, maybe it could be a thing, it could be an idea, it could be something going on in politics, um, but most of the time it's, it's a person. When we think about that anger, it's attached to, to a person. Um, and uh, E, anger is often a means of coercing, manipulating, and intimidating. We can use it as a weapon to get what we want or punish people when we don't get what we want. All right, so anger has an object, D, and then um, E, it, we can use it as a weapon, a weapon used to get what we want or punish people when we don't get what we want. So have you ever had the experience of uh, your anger being something that um, you use to, to punish, right? Um, maybe spouse, friend, you know, a sibling, um, where we use our anger. Does anybody, anybody want to share? <laughs> I'll start. <laughs> What's that? Yeah. Yeah. It's the expression of you, you, you want to uh, uh, blunder the person that, that upset you. Sometimes it gets there. Sometimes it's more subtle, right? You're, you're in an argument. Um, uh, you know, me and my spouse are having an intentional conversation. Um, that's another way to say argument. Um, and we have different, you know, personalities. So at times, you know, if, if I'm offended, <clears throat> instead of, um, I, I'm not like a, a, a blow up person, I'm more of a clam up person. And so um, I'll just go silent. And it's not, well, at, at times it's not, well, let me think about this. Some, sometimes it is, but other times it's, uh, I, I, I'm trying to get you to feel something, my love, for what you said to me. And I'm going silent. It's, it, we use that sometimes as a form of, of uh, to, to hurt the person. Other people, they, they blow up um, and they, they yell and they scream and they you know, get red and they, you know. So we have different ways that we display that, that anger in our hearts. Um, so anyway, anybody else care to share? If not, it's fine, we can move to the next point. <laughs> But the point is that we, we show our anger in, in different ways. Um, and it can be used as a weapon. I will take you out of your vault no, of being the only one. <laughs> I know I'm not the only one. <laughs> no sin has overcome you that is uncommon yeah, to <laughs> For all of us, right? Yeah. Um, the women's Bible study on Wednesday yeah. spent 12 weeks with uh, how to handle stress and anger by Wayne Mack. Okay. Um, and the thing we kept coming back to following what you're saying is the, the quote, knee-jerk reaction mm. to go silent or yell is because of that glaring injustice mm. that perhaps has occurred to us. Yeah. And, and so there it is. You know, our simple nature is right there because of the unjustness. Yeah. And earlier when I walked in, you know, I mean, that's where when it's an injustice hmm. that is righteous because it's against our Lord, you know, that's where the righteous anger comes in yeah. and should have a reaction that is be angry but do not sin. Right. Um, but, yeah, either direction, when sometimes people do both, yeah. silent, loud, um, it, it's sparked by that injustice 
yeah. whether they hurt your feelings or whether they're misunderstanding and yeah. accusing. Or, yeah, you know, and it's not always easy. On. Yeah, it's not always easy to identify in your anger what's right about it and what's wrong. Sometimes yeah. that takes time and you end up going back and saying, yeah, you know, I thought I was right, but, but I wasn't. Or you think about it and you say, well, I do think this is a, a right response to this. Because we're, we're, we're complex and it's not always easy to put them in these, in these you know, categories. But um, when that anger is, like you said, like when it is that category of unjust anger, um, there's usually some right that we feel has been taken from us um, and we respond in that way. So we, 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 we have something, we say, well, this is mine. You know, our kids do it all the time. For them, it's toys. For us, it's praise or applause or recognition or, what would you say? Yeah, yeah, uh, adult toys, right? <laughs> and those things, when they're taken away from us, we, we can respond in sinful ways. That there's wisdom in identifying, okay, what is it at this moment that's feeding this? What have I been feeding myself? And I'm sure you wouldn't say that Ben Shapiro's, you know, his station is terrible, but at that moment you recognize I've been feeding myself something I gotta cut off, right? Cutting off the source, and then reaching out for help in prayer, right? Because we need help in these areas. So to your point, put off and put on. Um, yeah. The other thing I'd like to say is, uh, Okay. <laughs> I wanted to encourage him and then I dropped my mind. Yeah, so. that's all right. If it comes back, you can see it. <laughs> all right, so. I did, I did want to touch on something that I think you wanted to say and gotten sidetracked as far as when you said you go silent. Yeah. And then you started like, that's not right, but then hesitated, and, and I'm right with you because, yeah. yes, to go silent as a form of punishment. Right. Which it can be simple silence. Right. But it's also can be good to go silent in order to go off, pray, search your own heart. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yep. Yep. Before you address the issue, because in the moment you recognize you're too angry. Right. You know, and that's on you. But if you have to, you know, go take a walk, quote that silence or turning your back. But it's you know, it's what you do with that. Right. If and you why you're silent, doing it. Then right. that's not good. Right. Right. Um, tying in with your sermon last week, when anger surges, we know that there's there's an inner dashboard that says, "I'm getting angry, angry. I can feel my my blood boiling." Right. When you said in your sermon last week, in the name of the sermon, that we need to reinterpret, hmm. have a reinterpretation of, okay, this is coming at me, and there's anger rising. But how am I supposed to see this? Is it number one perceived or right. real? Right. And then number two, what is my response going to be and not my reaction? Right. Right. So, yeah, so I'm yeah. using your sermon last week. Well, good. You, constantly you remember more than I did, probably. Did, did what? <laughs> I was just joking. I said, you, you remember more than I did about my sermon, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's a good No, that's good. Yeah. I did say that, didn't I? It's a wise man who said that. <laughs> um, okay, three, anger is natural. Um, a, we are created in the image of God. We are the image of God and have, has, his, has the capacity to be angry in a righteous way. All right, so there's a category for uh, a righteous anger. 
be our sinful natures have the capacity to be angry in a sinful way. No one has to teach a child to throw a temper tantrum. Anger comes from our hearts, which I talked about a little earlier. Um, yeah, we don't have to teach our children to be um, bad. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a better way to say that, but bad. Um, they throw temp- temper tantrums, they throw things, they fight over toys, um, but we do have to teach them to be patient and to share and to be kind with one another. Um, we are, um, our sinful hearts, our natures are fallen, right? Total, totally depraved, not as bad as we could be, but entirely corrupted. Every part of ourselves are, are corrupted. And our anger uh, comes out of this uh, corrupted nature. And when we become believers, we're being sanctified so that that anger is not um, just the, the sort of uh, our giving ourselves fully apart from the spirit to the expression of our anger. But by the spirit, we're being sanctified so that our sort of sifter for anger is it's, it's, it's wider, it's more useful, and as we sort of think, that sifting is you thinking through it, trying to pray, reason, you're thinking through, why do I feel this way about this thing? Um, and hopefully we're getting better and better at that. So as for maybe 10 years ago when we were you know, maybe blowing up or you know, express anger in that way, hopefully there's sanctification happening where that's not happening as much. Even a little bit is sanctification, right? Yes. The spirit's working in the heart. None of us are where we want to be um, in sanctification, but it's happening. Um, okay, point number four, anger is also learned. Um, anger is taught and modeled to us from our parents, siblings, spouses, and others. We learn what we get upset about and how to show our displeasure. So Proverbs 22. Someone go to Proverbs 22 and read verses 24 to 25. This is convicting as a parent that uh, the way that I process and show anger is teaching my kids something. Um, you, you hear that things are more caught than, than taught by, yeah, by our yeah. kids. Um, but anyway, so but Proverbs 22. Thank you. So in other words, watch the company you keep. Um, watch the things that influence you. I mean, and this is, this is across the spectrum. Yes, parents, siblings, family, but also the things that we watch, the things that we listen to. It's all communicating something to us about yeah. um, these different sort of principles. Um, and so we have to be, be mindful of that. Um, flee, flee the fool, get away from the man who's constantly given to anger. Uh, Proverbs also says in another place that a fool gives full vent to his spirit, but a wise man quietly holds it back. So that type of sort of uh, I feel this way, I express it without that middle sensor of, well, is that wise? Is that good? The Bible says that a fool does that. A fool has a thought. He says that a fool feels some way he expresses it, but a wise man quietly holds it back. That doesn't mean that. Um, he doesn't address the thing. It, that, that's not promoting a sinful passivity. It's, it's, it's contrasting foolishness with wisdom. And Proverbs over and over again talks about the wise man who is, uh, he's slow to speak, same thing you see in the New Testament, slow to speak, quick to listen. He's, he ponders his ways. Right? So the fool feels, does. Um, the culture says, they'll say, well, that's just you being genuine. You just you're keeping it a honey. But no, <laughs> the Bible says that that's actually a fool. Uh, and the wise man gives thought to those things. He doesn't give full vent to his spirit. So I'll go Norman then, Preston. Can you give me the reference of that verse you just said about? Yeah, I'll find it. I don't remember where it was, but I'll look it up. That's why you got Google. Preston? Yeah. Right.
Yeah. Man, I would, I'd be, I probably would have gotten arrested mm-hmm. for getting into the fight. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just thinking, like, we need each other in the body of Christ because we all struggle yeah. with sin. Like, every single one of us has, yours might not be like me, and mine's an, not like you, right. but we need each other. Right. And that iron sharpens iron. It really does. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. You, can't, you cannot grow outside of faithful commitment and loyalty to the body of Christ. Yeah. You Amen. Can't. Amen. Proverbs twenty nine eleven. Yeah, Proverbs twenty nine eleven. Yeah. Um, okay. So anger is learned. Uh, B. Anger is practiced and can become a habit or second nature. So we have to guard ourselves from that, allowing um, habits. Or, or practices and habits to become second nature. Um, man, I'm trying to think of a quote that I, I read in a commentary. Um, it was something to the effect of uh, our habits are our inner dialogue, um, uh, our sinful inner dialogue, bad, bad habits, our sinful inner dialogue being practiced more and more consistently. Um, so when we're talking to ourselves, and I think, Andrew, you mentioned this last week, um, you talked about, you know, maybe an email or a letter um, that makes you mad and you go back to it and you look at it and it makes you more mad and makes you more mad and you're sort of feeding on this. Um, that usually comes with this inner dialogue. We're talking to ourselves about what we should have said. And man, if that happens again, I'm going to say this or I should have said this. And we're just jabbing this person in our hearts as we recount this conversation. Or we say, next time that happens, I'm going to be ready. And we've got these sort of cards that we pull out. We want to read them to the person, you know, when it comes up again. And that, that's an inner dialogue that's, that's happening. That's this sort of sinful anger in the heart. And so we want, we, we have to check it there even. Um, so what does the Bible say about how I feel? What does scripture say about how I'm thinking about this person? Is it sinful? Is it wicked? Am I murdering them right now? In my heart, um, am I uh, showing love to them? I'm being patient with them in my heart because that's the place nobody else sees, which makes it the place that we feel most comfortable eating the anger and in eating the the, the, sin, the sinfulness of the, the situation or whatever it is. Um, so watching that inner dialogue helps the, the practice or informs the practice. Um, okay, five, uh, anger is a moral matter. Anger judges things. It, it gives a judgment. It weighs something and finds it wrong, lacking, or displeasing. Then it moves into action. And then B, anger itself is judged. God judges our judging, thinking, and perceptions. Did we weigh properly? Did we perceive evil in a godly way? Hebrews 5.14. Do we respond properly? Right? So... We, we weigh things in our anger, and then God weighs our judgments. He, um, one of the, most, uh, the scriptures that are most taken out of context, you probably know it since I said that, was, um, is um, do not judge, uh, lest, lest, lest you too be judged. And the, the measuring rod with yeah. which you judge, yeah. you'll, you'll be judged. And people will use that to say, well, you're just judging me. Uh, and you just come into the office and you say hello, and they say, you're judging me because you're a Christian. Or you get into a conversation and you want to say helpful things, biblical things, and it's just, it's in the category of judgment. Uh, But Jesus isn't saying don't judge. He says, let your judgment be according to biblical wisdom and God's measuring rod. He says, don't use your own measuring rod, use the Lord's. At times, the Lord's is greater than ours is. At times, it's less. So he says, measure your judgment according to biblical wisdom. Not don't judge at all. Uh, we're actually commanded to judge, but we're commanded to judge rightly. And so <clears throat> our judgments are weighed by God. So when we are angry and, and expressing that in our judgment, the spirit is <laughs> judging our judgment. Um, is it right? Is it good? Is it lacking? Is it displeasing to the Lord? Okay. Harrison, I think I saw your hand. Yeah. 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 Is uh, I always bring over to, to, to 
to have you but you must rule over it which happens by the spirit Um, okay I'm not going to get anywhere close to done with this (laughs) but we'll just work through it get as far as we get and you can take the the worksheet home and and think through it Um, but I'll have to give you the answer so you want to well anyway we'll just work through and get through as as, as many as we can and then maybe towards the end um, I'll just go through and give you the, um, the blanks, and then you can go home and work through it in that way. Okay, so we're about maybe 10, 10 now. We got about five minutes, so I'll just uh, keep going and we'll stop in a couple minutes here. Um, okay, so most people have a faulty perception of anger. Most people think their anger is a normal and justifiable response to the way they have been treated. We talked about that a little bit earlier. Uh, they think it's a normal and justifiable response to the way they've been treated. Um, and so there, there's some right that we have that we feel is taken away from us. And at times there is genuinely something that's been taken away from us. Um, and there is a response, or a proper response. But most of the time, if we're honest, um, we, we're, we're have, we have a twisted scale there. Uh, B, the Bible consistently warns against being angry. And again, this is sinful anger. Uh, someone go to Ecclesiastes 7, 9. And then someone else go to Romans 12, 19. Who, who wants Ecclesiastes? Harrison, and then Romans 12, 19. I got it. Okay. Thank you. Romans 12, 19. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written. Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Okay. And then I'm just going to read Psalm 37, 8, which says, Refrain from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not yourself. It ends only in evil. Right? So refrain from it and don't even uh, feel bad about refraining from it the end of it is is worse right so the bible warns against uh this this anger see furthermore the bible commands a different response to what most people think is normal and justifiable uh, is a normal and justifiable occasion for anger right so the bible says give a, a different response to this so let me let me ask you what what is um what do you think is seen by most people as a, as a justifiable reason to be angry that you would say, that's probably common for the you know, world. Most people think that, but the Bible says, no, that's not a justifiable response. What comes to mind for you? What are some things that you've heard or seen or experienced where you would say, most people feel like they can get angry over this, but the Bible doesn't give room for that? Would you? Abuse. What else? Injustice. Okay. What else? What's that? (laughs) I just want to make sure I heard what I thought I heard. (laughs) (laughs) What else? (laughs) 
okay, so those things that are mentioned, why, um, what's the proper response to that? Or how, how have you thought through that that makes you say, well, this is not the right response. Anger is not the right response, but, but this is. Okay, yeah, what we just read, right? Romans 12, 19. A few verses down, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Yeah. Be yep. proactive about it. Yeah. So, you know, be, be, be diligent. Yep. What else? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yep. Michelle? Him who judges justly. Amen. Yeah. 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 That's a that's one of the scriptures that comes to mind for me probably most quickly when I think about the anger, when it does come, that Jesus himself entrusted himself to to God who judges justly. The perfect man who never had disproportionate anger, Jesus was always angry at the right time and never angry at the wrong time right he had perfect anger and he still injusted himself to god who judges justly um i mean that's if there's no other verse that comes to mind for you that one should yeah um uh first peter three what was it again first peter two twenty three. first peter two twenty three. um yeah so trusting ourselves to 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 the lord and that and even when and those circumstances and situations where we would say um well this is right anger like I'm, I'm i'm examining my heart i'm looking at scripture um it's sin it's offended god um i'm not trying to take vengeance into my own hands um i've prayed about this i thought about this i've gotten counsel I, I think my anger here is right and good um when that even when that does happen that at times can lead us into um, the expression of that. Sometimes us thinking we're pure in heart can lead us to the expression of it, which, is, which can be prideful. So throughout what we're always watching our heart, not only in the meditation of it, is it good or right, but in the expression of it. Um, we're always trying to guard ourselves from not falling on either sides of the ditch of righteous anger. Um, and that's hard work. And if, you're, if, if we don't do that work, though, then the results are not good for us or the person where we're getting angry or the situation we're angry about. But we're always trying to, trying to watch our hearts. Um, okay, I'm just going to go through quick and just give you the, uh, the blanks, and then you can, you can fill them in. Okay, so D is sinfully. Um, uh, 6D, sinfully. 7A most. 7B idolatrous. 7C expressed. 7D confess. Confess your sins to God and others. 7E ask. Ask God and appropriate persons for forgiveness for your sin. 7F is accept. Accept the forgiveness of God. And this is all really good stuff. So please, if you have time this week, be intentional to work back through these. Um, 7G, pray. Pray for God's help in turning from... Oh, I'm sorry. F is accept and then act. Accept the forgiveness of God and those who have extended forgiveness to you and act forgiven. No pouting, no pity party, etc. John MacArthur said that um, uh, forgiveness is not bringing up the offense to the person again, not bringing up the offense to others about that person, and not bringing up the offense in your own heart. Right, so you forgive them. That's what that looks like. Um, G, pray for God's help in turning from sinful anger to righteousness. H, 
determined with God's help to repent of your sin. Seven, I develop a specific plan to replace sinful anger with godly motives. And then uh, eight in the conclusion, see God in the midst of the trial. That's A, and then B is make room for the wrath of God. You talked about a little bit. C is return good for evil. And then D is act to solve your part of the problem. What have I contributed to this negative situation? Right? Okay, sorry we weren't able to get through, through all of those, but take some time this week to, to work through those um, and pray about them, look at the scriptures, and come alongside one another in this, in this area. I'm going to have to shorten these classes a little bit to make sure I get through all the material. <laughs> that was like two pages, and I have four. Um, but work through it, okay? Let me pray for us. Lord, we give you thanks. Um, we thank you for your word, which convicts us, it encourages us, it challenges us. It, uh, the spirit uh, through the word conforms us more to the image of Christ. We pray that you would help us to walk through, uh, navigate, monitor, um, have a thumb to the pulse of our own anger. Um, give us discernment and give us wisdom and um, help us to, as Christ did in uh, his uh, perfect expressions of anger and in his uh, dependence upon the Holy Spirit. Help us to continue to entrusting ourselves to you who judge justly uh, and help us, Lord. We, we don't always see or know or recognize um, how we should walk through this, but please, please help us in this area. In Jesus' name, amen.